You're listening to Freedom Disciple On Demand. Solving America's problems, violent rhetoric versus free speech, and a pledge for every American. Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the show exclusive to the Blaze, where you come for the accent, where you stay for the principles. I want to apologize right off the bat. I'm going to sound pretty rough today. I'm, uh, I gotta be honest, I'm, I'm not feeling great. I'm, uh, Ah, uh, this chest infection just will not leave me alone. I'm on my second course of pills, so my voice is my voice is going to be sounding really bad. But there is so much going on in your country and in the world right now. I could not miss this week. I I have too much respect for you, and there's too much to discuss. I want to start today's show by playing a game. I don't want to play a game, and I want to play it with both sides, quote unquote. I want to play it with the left and I want to play it with the right. And I'm going to ask you to indulge me and play along with me. The game is, if you watch your culture right now, if you watch Donald Trump, if you watch the GOP, if you watch Democrats, if you watch the media, everyone is great at blaming the other side. If you look at Donald Trump, he's he's blaming you know the media. He calls them fake news. He's he's talking about them being the enemy of the people. If you look at the GOP, they're they're anti-democrats. If you listen to the Democrats, they're like you know if you see Trump or you see a Trump official, you got to go harass them. You got to let them piece your mind. You know you you have the media just absolutely over the last seven to ten days, like just take it to an all new level, which we're going to talk about in the next segment. But what the game I want to play along with is, I want you to imagine, remember like the old movie Aladdin? Remember Aladdin where he found the little tit the gold cup and he rubbed it and the genie came out and gave you three wishes? Well the wish we're going to do is, not we're not going to, we're going to give wishes today. And we're going to play along, but we're going to give you unlimited wishes. And we're going to start with the left. Because I want to make an absolutely critical point to you, no matter what your ideology is about the system that you live in right now. So let's start with the left. What we're going to do is we're going to give them everything they want. They get all their wishes. So imagine you get that, you know, I don't know who the leader of the left is now, whether it's Hillary Clinton or whether it's Maxine Waters or whether it's I am Spartacus Cory Booker or if it's Kamala Harris or if it's Bernie Sanders or whatever who it is. But let's just play along. They get all their wishes. It would be hard not to see them wanting just to be rid of Trump. They'd be like, because everything is Trump's fault in this world, right? So let's just play along. Trump is the problem, right? So you, you we're not going to say what happens to Trump. Donald Trump just doesn't exist. He, he let's just, you know, because you'll have people will take this out of context and say you wanted to kill the president, or I don't. Let's just say, for the purpose of this game, everyone we talk about and everything we talk about are on Elon Musk's starship to Mars, and they're going to colonize Mars. Okay, don't want any harm to go to these people. Want to make it crystal clear? Let's play the game. 
So Donald Trump is no longer president. Are America's problems solved? Is America all of a sudden a great country again? Are all the problems solved? Now, don't think of this as a Republican or a conservative. Just think of this as a Democrat, as the media. Are the world's problems solved? No, they're not solved because what will happen is if Donald Trump isn't president for whatever reason, unless you're going to rewrite history, unless we're getting into a DeLorean and going back to 1985, this administration still holds power. So where would you be happy? So if Donald Trump is no longer president because he's gone to colonize Mars with Elon Musk, Mike Pence is now president. What do you think they would say about him? Well, he's a bigoted Christian. He's worse as Donald Trump. He, yeah, he, he, he supports gang rapist Kavanaugh and all this stuff. Okay, so you don't want Pence. You're going to be happy with Paul Ryan because he's next in line for succession. As Speaker of the House, he's next. But Paul Ryan's retiring, so let's move on to, you know, the next in line, which is Orrin Hatch. You know, Mr. was there with John Adams, Orrin Hatch, you know, because he's the president pro tempore of the, Sem- of the Senate. Well, you wouldn't like Orrin Hatch because, you know, he voted the wrong way. Would you be happy with Secretary of State Pompeo as president? I'm sure they'd find something they didn't like about him. What about Secretary of State Mnuchin? Or not Secretary of State, Secretary of the Treasury Mnuchin. Would they have any? Would they be okay with him as president? How about Jim Mattis as defense? I'm going down as the line of succession. Would they be happy with him? Now, I, maybe you could stop here. I actually think if Mattis became president, I think a lot of Democrats would be like, okay, let's just not say anything because it's Jim Mattis. But well, they'd find something. He's a warmonger. He's the problem, you know, he'd, he'd want to, you know, could you really trust a general like Jim Mattis who, you know, said, you know, the, you know, don't pair, what was the famous saying he came out with, so it, was, it was a great one where it was like, you know, uh, don't ever leave a room without preparing to kill someone, I can't remember, I'm, I'm on a lot of antibiotics, but he gave, he has so many great quotes, he's a real tough guy, they'd find something, they'd be like, do you really want a general? As the head of the president of the United States, is that what message is that sending to the world? Where war general is president, and do you really want a general over the red button? How about next in line, Jeff Sessions, Attorney General? Now you start getting into names that most people haven't got a clue who they are. Ryan Zinke, Secretary of the Interior. Sonny Perdue, Secretary of Agriculture. Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur Ross. Alexander Acosta, Secretary of Labor, Alex Azar, Secretary of House and Human Services, Ben Carson, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Elena Chow, Secretary of Transportation, well she couldn't have him because he's Mitch McConnell's, Rick Perry, Secretary of Energy, Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education, Robert Wilkie, Secretary of Veteran Affairs, or Kirsten Nielsen, the Secretary of Homeland Security. Where would they stop? Where would the Democrats go, okay, we're happy with you in office? Where would the problem solve? Where, where, what would make America exceptional to be a Democrat again? Or is it a case of just a smidgen, just a smidgen possibility that the problem isn't Donald Trump. It's the problem is you're not in power and that you're a bad, sore loser. Could that possibly be it? But let's just say, let's just play along because I'd ask you just to indulge me here. Let's play along a bit more. Let's say, you know what, the Trump administration doesn't exist. The whole administration just doesn't exist. They're also going to colonize Mars because we're going to make Mars great again, baby. Okay. Well, that would mean a GOP person was in. You know, maybe Mitch McConnell or, you know, Kevin McCarthy. Would you, would they be okay with that? Would America's problems be solved if, if the GOP was there? No. 
Because again, it's quite possible they just want power. So again, the whole GOP in America is gone. They're all gone to colonize Mars as well. They're going to they're gonna make Mars a, re- a constitutional republic. Wink, wink. What else would uh, make America great from a Democrat? That's what other wishes can we get? Well, John, you see, the problem is, you know, in America today, it's, 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 it's the KKK and it's they, okay, cool, okay. We're putting them to colonize Mars as well because, you know, Mars is going to be, the red planet is going to be white. We're going to have white supremacists on the red planet because I just think that's apt, <laughs> you know. So we get rid of them. Is America's problem solved? America's problem solved from the left. Well, you see, the problem is, is, is all the greedy capitalists. Well, at this point, you're starting to really run out of people. But let's play along. If you have no greedy capitalist, quote-unquote, you know, the people who want to, you know, make money, who's going to provide jobs? But let's play along. They're all gone to Mars as well. All the greedy capitalists and everyone that you don't like, you know, all those millionaires and billionaires, are all gone to Mars. They're, they're going to make Mars the best business environment possible. Are all America's problems solved? At what line do you solve this? But that's just the left. Now let's focus in on the right for a minute. Because you listen to what the right talks about. Listen to what Donald Trump talks about. Listen to what the Republicans talk about. Listen to what you see on social media. It's fake news. Donald Trump, once again, in the week that was in it, where it's incredible, an incredible tragedy happened. Enemy to people. I wish he'd stop this garbage. But let's play along. If the fake news all of a sudden is gone, there is no fake news because they've gone to Mars as well. They're with the GOP and the Trump administration and all the greedy capitalists and all the white supremacists. All the fake news is now on Mars because they're going to, you know, CNN has to do breaking news reports on Mars and colonizations. Is America's problem solved? I saw one person say this week, you know, well, you know, problem with America is Hillary just won't go away. You know, there she is again, and she's she's helping people in the midterms, and, you know, she's not ruling out 2020. When will Hillary wake up and realize America just does not like you? Do I agree with that sentiment? Yes. On a personal note, I have to say this, and I know this doesn't, I say this a couple of times, and people don't like when I say this. I, the more and more we get removed from the George Bush administration, the more and more I respect him. For the one reason is he left power in 2009 and he just went away. You can count on your left hand the amount of public appearances he's made since 2009. Like, I like that he's not out there. He's not doing an Obama. He's not doing a Hillary. He's just gone on with his life. He did his eight years service and he left. But I get that. So Hillary's gone to colonize Mars because, you know, I, I have no idea what to say here. But Hillary's gone. Are America's problems solved? Well, John, you see, it's not just Hillary. It's the Democratic Party. It's, I am Spartacus. Okay, he's gone to Mars as well. Kamala Harris. Okay, she's gone to Mars. The Democratic Party, who booed God. Yep, I got you. They're gone to Mars too. Are America's problems solved? Well, John, you see, the problem is, you know, it's, okay, they're all little problems, but we have to get to the root of the problem. Okay, what's the root of the problem? George Soros. Oh, I'm an anti-Semite now, which is hilarious, because apparently I'm not allowed to say anything negative about George Soros, or I'm an anti-Semite, which is hilarious in your country right now, but we'll talk about that later on. But George Soros is gone, all him and his millions, because he can't fund it. Okay. Is America's problems solved? Are they fixed? 
Well, you see, there's still these groups, John. Like, what about Antifa? What about Black Lives Matter? Okay, they're gone too. We're just throwing everyone out right now. At what point do we get to in society where we kind of go, we have bigger problems. And just removing all these labels doesn't fix anything. Because I'd love you to tweet me. If you get to a point and kind of go, you know what, if we just remove B, B, C, D, these people, America is an exceptional nation. I'd love to know. I'm on Twitter, Freedom Disciple. Please let me know because I would love to know. Because I was playing this game and I, I could go a lot further and you can play this game in your own mind. You know, what point does America's problems get solved? But let's just focus in on from our quote-unquote our side, if I may, from the rights point of view. If you listen to this show, you maybe agree with me, or maybe you're a somewhat, you know, okay with the principles I talk about. I talk about American exceptionalism, I talk about the Constitution, I don't talk about parties, but I talk about Constitution, I talk about limited government, I talk about Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, I talk about Article 2 powers, which basically is nothing, is very, 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 very limited. I talk about federalism. I talk about the idea of America where man is inherently meant to be free and not controlled. You were, if you listen to this show, either you just start listening, you know, as some people do, to listen to what the other side, quote unquote, is saying, even though I don't know what side I fit on, or you're somewhat, you know, at least lukewarm to this idea. Okay? Would America's problems be solved if there was no Democrats, there was no Hillary? There was no fake news, quote-unquote. There is no Antifa, there is no George Soros, there is no BLM. Are America's problems solved? Is America all of a sudden an exceptional nation again? I know I say this a lot, but it's something that you need to remember as an American. You have to read your own history. One of the reasons your founders were great men is because they weren't against something, they were for something. Every other revolution was against something. The Irish Revolution was all about home rule. Get the Brits out. Once there's no British person, I don't care if if we live under a tyrant. Once that tyrant is Irish, because I'm Irish, and once he is ruled by Irishmen, I'm okay with that. I'm not. I'll be honest with you. And I know people don't share this opinion. A Martian. You know, we, we could send, you know, all the people we sent to Elon Musk in that train, uh, plane and rocket over and we sent to Mars. Well, they could have an exchange program and send a Martian back. And that Martian could be the president of the world. I don't care. If they leave me alone. If we could have a semblance of freedom that was found and written by your founders, where man is meant to be free, man is not meant to be controlled, where government does not give you rights, but government protects your rights, where I have a right to pursue my happiness, whether it's good for me or bad for me, I have a right to pursue it. And if I am successful and I get a, some type of reward, monetary or otherwise, for my success, I have a right to keep that. I have a right to keep the fruits of my labor. And where I have very little involvement with government. I don't care if it's a Martian. I don't care whether you're black, white, gay, straight. I know I'm going to say something that's going to offend another one of my sides, quote-unquote. I don't particularly care if you're a Christian or not. Now, I will say it's, from my mindset, what I believe in. I can't see how you could see what I believe without being a Christian. 
Now, can you get there? Yes. I see people like Pendulette. I see how they get there, but it just doesn't make logical sense in my brain. Because there's so much about nature's law and which comes from scriptures that is underpinning of what I believe in the belief in freedom and in the individual. The underpinning of, you know what, I am an, as an individual, as a Christian, I'm saved as an individual, not as a collective. You know, God doesn't judge, well, what we're going to do is we're going to judge all the people from Ireland who died in this day. We're going to judge them, yes or no, if they're saved to eternity or if they're condemned to hell. No, he died for my sins, not for everyone's sins, for as a collective, but as an individual. So I believe in that. I don't care who I'm ruled by. You could be a Muslim. You know what? I have no problem with Zudi Jasser as president. Don't don't agree with Zudi Jasser and everything, but at least he gets John Locke and he gets the idea of freedom. But John, you're a Christian. How could you vote for a Muslim? He believes in freedom. I don't care who I'm, quote unquote, is the president or has that position of power or who's the speaker of the house. If you leave people alone and sign for freedom, I'm good. Heck, I'll even say one more controversially. You could be gay. I don't care who you sleep with. This is not about sides. This is not about ideas. I'm sorry, it is about ideas. It's about freedom. This is not about, well, you have to you have to be a Christian. You have to be straight. You have to be married. You have to have kids. You have to be a man. You could be a woman. Heck, you could be transgendered for all I care and be president. I don't care. It's about the ideas. Because America, you have problems right now. Let's just go through some of the problems right now. And instead of just looking at the fake news and looking at the Democratic Party, they play a big role. Because what I'm going to talk to you about in the next segment about free speech is something I'm very worried about. And it's because it's ramped up by the Democrats and the fake media. I'm not undermining of what they're saying. That is, I'm not saying the media is good. I'm not defending the media. I'm not defending Hillary Clinton. I'm not defending the Democratic Party. I'm just trying to make a point. America has bigger problems. And just removing people won't solve it. Because look at your debt right now. Are you seriously telling me if it was all GOP run all the time, all GOP controlled all the government, you wouldn't have a $22 trillion debt? Are you really telling me that? Are you really telling me that if it was just Republicans and there was no fake news and there was no Democratic Party and there was no Hillary Clinton, the Constitution would never be violated? Because let me remind you of the Republican Party's history. Because it's easy to blame the fake news. It's easy to blame Hillary Clinton. It's easy to blame the Democrat. But it wasn't a left person who got America off the gold standard. It wasn't a leftist or a Democrat or Hillary Clinton or any of those who created the EPA. It wasn't any one of those who single-handedly destroyed the Fourth Amendment. It wasn't any of those... Who coined the term Hispanic? I can go on and on and on, but I don't want to. This is not an anti GOP thing. If we make things about sides and you start eliminating them, are your problems solved? I say no. Your problems aren't solved. The problems are not what we are against, the problem is what we are for. The problem right now, if you want to know my honest opinion, and I've been saying this for quite a period of time now, or it feels like a long time. I believe in your people. I know people mock me for this, whether you're an American or you're a Democrat or whether you're an Irish person. I believe in your people. Your people are fundamentally good. Black, white, gay, straight, Republican or Democrat. 
Your people, not the people in the media, not the people in D.C., not the hacks around it, but your people. Your people are fundamentally good. And I believe to this day that if your people see real good and real bad, your people will always choose real good. That is your history. But I'm looking around right now and I don't see anyone giving you the option for real good. For real, honest principles. I don't see anyone making the case of why America is an exceptional nation. I don't see anyone making the case of why the Constitution is a wonderful document. I see a few, and I, if I may be so bold and unhumble to say I'm one of the few who don't, or, or, or one of the few who make that case on a regular basis. Everything I do, I try and do that. Because America is not a great country because of your landmass. Look, you have been blessed with things like you have never had a famine. You have been best blessed with a climate that lets you build and lets you grow a lot of food. But that doesn't make you great. You know, the system of government doesn't even make you great. What makes you great is the idea where man is meant to be free, where what you have simply done, if you said to me one line of why America is an exceptional nation and different to every other nation, past, present, and today, it is this. You have unleashed the individual talents and let man pursue their own happiness and let them reap the rewards like no other nation has ever done. That is why you're exceptional. You're exceptional because you're an idea and you're exceptional because you're people. You are your people who have bind that glue and those principles together. And together with your principles and those underpinnings make you an exceptional nation. You're not great just because you're America. You don't just, you're not great, hey, I'm an American, so I'm better than everyone else. No, you're not. You're better than everyone else because of a set of values and principles and ideas. You're better than that because what made you great was those values and the proof is in the pudding. How many times do I have to say this to you? Look at any point in time from 0 AD to 1800 AD. Look at any section of society. Don't let me influence you. Food, travel, communication, standard of living, medicine, healthcare, agriculture, communications, hobbies. Every standard of living. Look at how it advanced in those 1800 years. Now look at the same point from 1800 to 2018. Why in 218 years have we advanced more than in the first 1800? Why? Heck, why have we advanced more in the last 10 years than in those 1800 years? Why? Because man is meant to be free. Because, let me, if I may dare quote like my religious beliefs to you. You are given certain talents at birth. Now some people will get those talents and go, you know what? I can't use them. I can't change the world. So many people get talents or dreams come to them and say, hey, I got this great idea. You're going to be the one that's going to make me come true. And a lot of people get those dreams and those talents and they bury them into the sand. And they never change those talents or never grow those talents. They're not, they're afraid or they're not allowed or they're kept under a thumb because they believe the myth society tells them that, oh, you're a woman 
Oh, you come from the wrong class. Or you don't have the right education. So they're never told that they can do it. And they never have that belief. So what did they do? They bury that talent. But there are those in America, because you are meant to be free, because the culture is so uplifting, because it's, yeah, go shoot for the stars. Dream big, baby. There are people over there who were given five talents. This is scriptures and got five more. And yes, there were people, you know, those evil millionaires, billionaires who we ate. Yes, there are those in society who were given 10 talents. And guess what they did with them? They made 10 more. You are a culture which has let the individual prosper. That is why you're exceptional. You can focus in on all the problems you have right now, but if you just make this about the media, the Democrats, the Republicans, about Donald Trump, about the leadership, about the KKK, the white nationalists, Antifa, BLM, Soros, Hillary Clinton, everyone else, you're not telling America what you're for. You're not giving the people a choice of real good. We need to start making the case of what you're for. Don't go anywhere, America. We'll be right back. America. I want to thank everyone who's supporting our project on freedomsdisciple.com. We've raised over considerably over $500 now. Our next goal is 1000 We have two hoodies. We're, more hoodies are coming in the next week. I apologize. I've just been so sick the last two weeks that I've literally done no extra work. I'm behind on answering your all messages and engaging with you. I've just, I've come home from work every day and just collapsed and into bed. I'm just so tired and beat up and I, I literally, not, I'm not looking for sympathy, but I, I feel as bad as I sound right now. But Or maybe everyone thinks I sound sexy. Maybe, you know, this, this new voice works out for me. Um, but we're, we've got two designs. America making the impossible possible since 1776. And never personal, always principles. And we're, we're so thankful for you, for everyone who's ordering. And all the profits are going to Mercury One. This is not about making money for me. or It's about raising money for Mercury One and raising awareness. So we've got some other hoodies, and I can't wait to share them with you. Hopefully over the next week to ten days, we'll have everything confirmed. So last week, the news has been horrific. The news has been horrific. And I want to have a conversation with you about principles and... If we don't make things about principles, you lose. America loses, the world loses, everyone loses. And I want to talk to you about a scenario that I could actually see happening in America over the next year, five years. And it might even come with the best intentions. You know, there's this myth that, you know, bad policy comes with bad intentions. That when government grows... That it's always, you know, out, the government is out to get you. The, the Republicans or the Democrats are out to get you. There are times in history where bad laws have passed with the best and most noble intentions in the world. And I want to have a conversation with you because I'm very fearful over the last week. And I want to join a few dots with you and come to a conclusion that may or may not happen. I'm going to say that up front. May or may not happen. But if we don't make this about principles right now, this could happen and most likely will happen. What am I talking about? Speech. This all started and has been starting over the last 10 days. Where you have seen the media go in hyperdrive defending and attacking Donald Trump. 
where they've defended their own side or been silent on their own side. So when Bernie Sanders supporter and actually volunteer went and shot up the congressional baseball game practice and literally could have taken out like a third of the GOP leadership and in the house. He could have done a lot of damage that day. Thank God he didn't. I've seen people defend it and they defend Bernie. Rightfully so. Bad people do bad things. But over the last week with the pipe bombs firstly and then this synagogue shooting, I've seen everyone and I've seen so many clips on mainstream media try and link this to Donald Trump. I saw a political hack, I think it was on CNN, have the audacity to be want to be taken seriously and come out with the whole, you know, um, Donald Trump has radicalized more people in America than ISIS has. The level and the amount of bullcrap that is spewed on your media is unbelievable. Look, I'm not going to call the media the enemy of the people. I don't see them as the enemy of the people. I just see them for what I've always seen them. The world didn't start with Donald Trump. I've disliked the mainstream media since Donald, before Donald Trump was even running for president. I'm long consistent on this. Walter Cronkite single-handedly took defeat from the jaws of victory in Vietnam. I don't see them as the enemy of the people. I see them as political hacks. I see them nothing more than just clickbait artists. It's all about views. It's all about hits. Hey, can I get myself in the news? And if you say something most outrageous, you get yourself in the news. You get outraged, which means you get hits on your article. You get Google searched. That's what it's all about. I've seen so many incredible things. I've seen people with the audacity to say, link this attack to the Jerusalem embassy. We are living in a world right now where in the media and in large parts of society, there are two classes of Jewish citizens. There are two classes of Jewish citizens. One is the Jew in America. And one is the Jew in Israel. See, what happened last week was wrong. It was evil. It was sick. It was twisted. But I have absolutely zero interest in listening to Linda Sarsour or any of the mainstream media, quite honestly, or Barack Obama lecture me about anti-Semitism. I have zero interest in it, i got to be honest with you. I say this as someone who, one of the things I get, there's certain things I get criticized for. I get criticized in different sections of society. I get criticized, my biggest one was when I wouldn't support Donald Trump for president. I supported no one. Those are fun days. And spoiler alert, in 2020, I'll give you my announcement. I'm not supporting anyone for president. I don't care about your politics. So I'm sure there'll be people upset about that. But one of the other things I get upset for is, John, you know, I, I remember one of the famous things. I was actually talking to a buddy of mine about this the other day. He was like, he listens to this show. And he's like, I've never seen someone be so right about foreign policy and be so wrong about Israel. I am an ardent defender of Israel. Always was and always will be. Do I defend when they're wrong? No. I point it out. But I am a huge defender of Israel because I'm one of those crazy people who says Israel has a right to exist. I'm also one of those Christians who understands both Christianity and history and doesn't have a problem with the Jewish people. Actually understands that, you know, my savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he was a Jew. I know there's a lot of Christians who don't like hearing this in 2018, but it's true. Jesus was a Jew. 
hey, that rhymes. Jesus was a Jew. I say this to talk to you about free speech. Because what you've seen in your media right now is people right linking rhetoric with violence. First question. If I walked up to you right now in the street and I punched you, and then I got on top of you and I punched the head off of you and I give you a concussion, who is to blame? Who? Because right now we are living in a world where we are going soft. We are going soft because everyone will make this about politics. Everyone will go, well, what rhetoric was involved? It doesn't matter. If I walk up to someone in the street and I punch the head off them, I am the bad guy. There is no justification. There is no, well, that's Donald Trump's America. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. This is me. If I do something wrong, it's me. If someone does something wrong to me, if someone walked up into the street and punched the head off of me, it isn't Donald Trump's fault. It isn't Hillary Clinton's fault. It isn't Bernie Sanders' fault. Unless they actually said, go do it. It's not their fault. It's my fault. What's so frustrating in your media right now is Donald Trump was blamed more for a murder than the actual murder. Think about that for a second. In 2018 in America, in the greatest country that's ever existed, your media spent more time blaming Donald Trump for the most horrific shooting of Jewish people in your country than the actual shooter. Let's talk about second question, free speech. Do I support Israel? Yes. Do I support the Jewish people? Yes. Unquestionably. There is no line that's going to make me change my mind. I have researched this. I will stand with them, even if it's my own, at my own peril. Even if there is a cost to me personally, I will stand with the Jewish people. I will stand against anti-Semitic behavior. You don't have to call me. You don't have to ask me. I will be there. But here's the thing. If you're going to follow this course where the media are starting to link rhetoric with violence, I could see a point in time coming, it might be a year, it might be 10 years from now, it might be 20 years from now, where people will come together with a noble intent and go, you know what we need to do? It's the violent rhetoric, we need to stop it. What we need to do is ban anti-Semitic speech. I don't support that. I don't support it for two reasons. One, it goes against first principles. And two, it will not work. Why do I say that? First of all, first principles. Free speech only matters when you're defending speech you find disgusting. You know, if I, let's just take me and the stuff I say. If everyone taught, ah, I love the Constitution. I love the Founding Fathers. They were great men. I love America. I, I agree America is an idea. If everyone believed that, why do I need a right to free speech? If I was going around saying, 
you know, freedom is the idea, man is meant to be free, and everyone agreed to me, I don't, that's not speech that needs to be protected. That is not speech that needs to be protected. It's speech that needs to be protected is speech that people disagree with. So when you live in Ireland, and I say this as someone who has a different opinion, who has a different upbringing, I say this as a, in a person who lives in a country where I am in the vast 0.0000000001% of people who believe what I believe in this country. I am the probably the biggest minority in Ireland, if you want to look at it that way. I want my right to free speech. I don't want to be told I can't talk about freedom. I have to, I have to embrace some type of democratic socialism. I don't want to be told I can't think America is great, that I have to think Ireland is wonderful. I don't want that. Because it goes against first principles. That idea that we are all created equal, and I don't have a right to tell you what to think, or what to say, or how to act. You can't tell me I have to think Ireland is a great country. You don't have that right. No one has that right. So it goes against first principles. But secondly, it will not work. This idea of banning stuff and it just automatically disappears from society, it never does. When you ban stuff, you just banish it to the far reaches of society that no one dares talk about. But it still exists. But what happens when you ban it is it fosters even more hate. Because they have this idea where, well, they banned us. I must be saying something, right? I must be onto something because they don't ban something for nothing. They have to be at me. And then you get people going, well, why are they banning you? That's not fair. And then you get all more people. You get more curiosity about it. Do I hope we live in a world where anti-Semitism doesn't exist? Oh, God, I would love that world. That world would be awesome. However, not to disappoint you or to upset you, how likely is that world to ever exist? Never. Anti-Semitism is the oldest story in the Bible and in history books. It is one of the most popular excuses you can find. Whether it's by Americans, some Americans, whether it's by white people, whether it's by German people, whether it's by Asian people... Whether it's by Middle Eastern people. Ah, it's the Jews. It's ah, Look, is this wrong in society? It's the Jews' fault. It's, it's like the default answer. It's the Jews' fault. We will always have this. I'm sorry to tell you this. But let's say, how do we get to a point where anti-Semitism... I don't think you'll ever eradicate it, but it's heavily reduced. You do not do this by banning us. You do not do this by putting them to the far reaches of society. You do this by trying to have conversations. By that when people are out in the open and they're spreading their anti-Semitism, that you answer it, that you respond to it and go, this is why you're full of crap. This is why you're wrong. And maybe you'll never change their people, the people who are spreading it. But you will hopefully change the people's mind who are thinking, who read that anti-Semitic stuff and then go, hmm, maybe there's something to that. If you share it and go, there's nothing to it and here's why. I say this as a defender of the Jewish people and I say this as a defender of Israel. If we get down the lines where you continue linking rhetoric to violence, you will get to a point where you will start banning speech. 
And if you start banning speech, you're going against the idea of America, going against first principles, but you are on a path to lose. Because anti-Semitism, sadly, 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 won't go anywhere. And it will just foster it. Let us meet these people on the battleground of ideas. Let's not shut them up. Let's defeat their ideology. Because let's be honest about this. Of all the things that are hard to defeat, I, I can understand why people are socialist. Because of human experience. They believe in a bigger safety net. Those are hard arguments to actually get anywhere. An easy argument is, you know what, let's not just blame the Jews because they're Jewish. That's actually should be one of the easier answer things to overcome. Don't go anywhere, America. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, we release a new show every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, CastBox, OmniFM, Stitcher FM, Spotify. If I may ask you, especially with places like iTunes, if you can subscribe, a new show, you get notified when a new show comes out. But also on places like iTunes, which has an algorithm, if you can please subscribe, uh, leave a rating, leave a review. It helps us because we're growing each and every week. We're reaching new people each and every week. So if you leave a rating or if you leave a review, a lot of you have done this recently. I want to thank you so much. And if you can continue doing that, and please continue sharing it with your family and your friends. We're going to be doing a lot of things going forward. I can't speak for anybody else, but of the people who are going to defend the Constitution, are going to defend the idea of America, I'm going to be one of them. I can't deal with anyone else. I can't talk for anyone else. But I am going to do everything in my power to share this message because the world needs to hear this idea all the time, but especially right now, what's going on. I want to finish up today's show by... Just talking to you about something from the heart. You know, a lot of people in this industry and a lot of people I know are upset right now. They're frustrated. They're, they're like, how do I, what can I do? How, how can I help? How can I make a difference? And I want to break that question down into two parts. And one of the parts I want to share a historic story with you. It's one of my favorite stories about America. The first part is, if you're in this, or you're looking for some big, grandiose thing you can do, that it will make a clear, distinctive difference, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can give you. If, if I had a big, grandiose thing, that if you could just do one thing, or someone could do one thing that would help America, I would have done it already. I would have done it. And I know other people would have done it as well. There is no big, grandiose thing. Life is not this big thing where if you just change one thing, everything happens. Let me explain something to you from a point of view of someone who last year was making major changes to their life, who was up until late summer was training very hard until I got injured. And I haven't sadly got the okay to return because... Not only have I, am I losing my voice and chest infection, I've hurt my shoulder and I won't bore you with the details. But I was making changes in my lifestyle. I was making changes in, I wanted to be less ugly. I wanted to be less fat. I wanted to be a better looking person. I wanted to be bigger. I wanted to be stronger. I just didn't wake up one day and going to go, okay, I'm just going to make this one huge change and everything's going to fall into place. 
It's a lot of little different things. It's having discipline. It's about, you know, changing your diet. It's about changing your habits. About For me, it was about changing the times I eat it. You know, the, the funny thing is, and this is actually funny from a, a health point of view, I actually eat more often now than I did when I was way overweight. I'm still overweight. But when I was like me plus 50 pounds, I, I eat a lot more times. Now I eat like six, seven times a day. I eat every hour, every 90 minutes to 120 minutes, depending on my schedule. Before, I'd eat nothing in the morning, mid-afternoon, and then I'd have a big dinner. Not healthy. But schedules. I had to change my workout routine. I had to change my rest routine. It takes a lot of different things. Then when I was in the gym, I had to do cardio. You know, to get a full, complete body, you know, you had to do cardio days. You had to do days where you're working your arms and your biceps. You know, it's even, let me just talk to you very, very simple things. I wanted to have big arms. I've got, you know, big biceps. You know, it just doesn't, it wasn't a case of, I, I want big biceps. I'm going to do one, I'm just going to do one exercise. No, you've got to work your biceps. you got to work the hammer. you got to work the head. you got to work the sides and different things. you got to work the strength. you got to work the conditioning. It, you know, it takes a lot to get big muscles. And it takes a lot of hard work. So if you're looking to make this one big change in your life, I'm sorry, I don't have anything for you right now. If you want to save America, it's going to be a lot of little things done well. One of my favorite sayings is, perfection is not one thing done really well. Perfection is a lot of little things done perfectly. Lots of little things you can share with your family, with your friends, you can uh, you can talk to them, you can engage them, you can not make this about politics, but you can engage them on principles. You can educate yourself, you can learn about your history. It's never been easier to do this. There's plenty of shows out there who do this. You can get involved. I will say this, I'm not your political guy, but get involved in politics. Get involved, run for local office, run for school board, run for, you know, commissioner whatever is your thing run for it if you want to if you feel called to go share a message go support other people there is the political side to it but don't get caught up in the drama of the day to day get caught up in real things that matter discuss things that matter discuss principles make a change in your life get involved in your church I always say America is great because Americans are good Help people. Go serve others. And when I say serve, I mean serve. I don't mean go, hey, I'm going to help you out and look for some return. I mean, no, just go help people. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. It's a historical story. It's one of my favorite stories from America. Your people are good. Your people have a history of being good. I can say this because time and time again, your people have stepped up to help their fellow Americans, to help people around the world. You know, I visited D.C. a couple of years ago. I went to CPAC. I covered CPAC. And one of the most moving things I did that time, and it will be a day I'll never forget, I went to Arlington National Cemetery. And if you've never been to Arlington, I highly recommend it. There's a reason this show will always salute the real heroes in society. Because as I was in Arlington that day and I looked on those sloping hills, and no matter what way I looked, 
in front of me, behind me, or side to side. I saw white marker after white marker after white marker after white marker. And as I was walking through the cemetery, trying to just visualize the stories of sacrifice, trying to visualize the family stories of the people related to the people who are now buried in Arlington, of their stories, of somebody who's maybe 18, 19, 20, who died in a World War I, World War II, Vietnam, Korea, Cold War, Afghanistan, Iraq, and what they're left behind with. One of the famous stories that I love is the story of Martin Treptow. If I could get you to do one thing, America, it would be to live the pledge of Martin Treptow. Martin Treptow, in 1917, worked in a small town barbershop. And World War I starts and breaks out. And instead of going, well, it's someone else's duty, or it's someone else's responsibility, he signs up. And he's blessed to sign up with the famed Rainbow Division. And he goes off to France and fights. And sadly, Martin Trepto's story doesn't end well. Because one of the things he had to do was he had to carry messages between uh, battalions. And sadly, he died carrying one of those messages. And as the story goes... There was a diary found on him. And when they found him and they found his diary, they found a pledge he had made. I want to read that pledge to you because as we finish up today's show, I want you to think about politicians, think about your media, think about just people. How many people live this pledge? How many people, how great would America be if every American lived this pledge? That pledge is this, America must win this war, therefore I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure, I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the whole issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. Can you imagine if we lived those words today, America? How many people work for America, the idea to win a war, to win this ideological war? Are we just working for our side? Are we just on our team jersey? How many people will save, who will sacrifice? Or is it all about winning? America was not built on winning. America was not built on doing what was popular. America was built on sacrifice. As much as I love your people and your principles, I cannot look past all the men and women who risked it all. Who risked everything just for an idea, just for that grasp of an opportunity for a brighter tomorrow. How many people today fight cheerfully? I know I'm guilty of not doing it. 
I look at what's going on in your media and I there I don't betray this because I just don't want to share this online, but I get the righteous anger. I I listen to I don't want to hear from Linda Sassur on anti Semitism. Sorry, no. I sure as hell don't want to listen to Barack Obama. You know, I get angry when I hear Barack Obama, the guy who gave a pallet load of cash to the country that literally has missiles with debt to Israel on it. That guy don't get to lecture me about anti-Semitism. Sorry, no. The the media who defend the PLO, who defend Hamas? No, I don't want to hear from you about anti-Semitism. Shut up, as far as I'm concerned. I get that. But it's so easy to be angry. How many people fight cheerfully? How many actually people believe in, I'm going to do everything I can as if the idea of freedom, the idea of America comes down on my shoulders? How many people want that responsibility? How many people act like it's that res- their responsibility? America, I don't have the answers. Sorry, I actually do have the answers. They're not mine. They're yours. If you want to be prosperous, if you want to win, the answers are the same as they've always been. The answers your founders fought and died for. Your founders fought and signed their own debt warrant to fight for. The answers are the same as they always were. They're the Declaration of Independence, where you tell the world what you are for. All men been created equal and endowed by the Creator with certain inalienable rights, and including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The right where government is not your creator. Government does not give you rights. It protects your rights. That you have, you want to destroy government, you have a responsibility to put new government in. That idea of the constitution of limited government, of Article 1, Section 8, where all power shall be vested in a Congress. Where the House is the people's body and the Senate is the state's body. And that Article 2 is nothing more than a figurehead. And Article 3 has a role in the Supreme Court. But every one of those people who serve in the House, in the Senate, in the White House, and in the Supreme Court, all have a duty because they all place their hand on Bible or some other type of book, maybe a Quran or a Torah, and say, I will preserve, defend, and protect the Constitution of the United States. My responsibility to protect it is not more than yours as a member of the House, or as a Senator, or as a President, or as a Supreme Court Judge. It is all our duties, and it is a note we take seriously. And the Bill of Rights, where man is meant to be free, you have a right to free speech, you have a right to petition your government. Where man has a right to be just left the hell alone. Where you have a right to be secure to protect yourself. The right to self-defense. To be secure in your persons and your papers. <coughs> man has certain rights. And the first ten and everything after the first ten is just a repeat of the first ten. You have the answers. These are not my answers. This is not me. I wish I could claim, you know, maybe I should. Maybe that would actually get more people interested. Maybe I should pretend to be, you know, an arrogant jackass. And go, well, I'm I'm Irish John. I have all the answers for you, America. You just listen to me. You follow me. I'll set you free, baby. I'll give you all the answers. Maybe I should because so many people don't know the answers. But that's not me. I don't have the answers. I just see the answers because I've read your history. I've read world history. 
Your founders provided the answers. And let me tell you, for whatever issue you come across today or tomorrow or 10 years from now, the answers will still be the same. A set of principles, but the idea that people will solve problems, not governments, not Donald Trump, not Barack Obama, not George Bush, not Hillary Clinton, or ever who else is going to be president in 2020, 2024, 28, 32, 36, uh, 2200. It doesn't matter who's president. It doesn't matter who's in the Congress. What matters is your people. What matters is, are you defending the Constitution? Are you defending these rights? Are you defending the idea of America? And are you willing to sacrifice everything? Because here's where I'll leave you with this point. We're at a point in time where no one wants to talk about sacrifice. It's not a cool word, or it's not a cool thing to say. There is no way to save the idea of America without sacrifice. There is no way to defend something, or anything, or stand for anything without sacrifice. It just doesn't happen. Your men and women sacrificed everything time and time again. This battle will be no different. But are you willing to make a sacrifice just for that opportunity? For a 1% chance or a 10% chance or a 20% chance of freedom? For yourself, for your kids, for your grandkids? Each and every day my answer is yes. Even if I never get to see it. It would be great if I did. But that is what we need. We must fight cheerfully. And we must sacrifice. They're not my words. They're the words of a great American. Martin Treptow. As always, we finish up the show the way we always do. America, we salute everyone who serves. Your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel and your vets. The men and women of all races, of all creeds, of all backgrounds, of all monetary levels, who risk their lives 24-7 to be a better America. And lastly, I salute you, the great American people. Never ever forget the sentiments of the Tocqueville. America is great because Americans are good. Until next week, where hopefully I have a better voice and I can talk a lot longer. Have a beautiful and blessed and prosperous week, America. God bless. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.